Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to The Jerick Show, your weekly dose of cybersecurity things, uh, timely topics poorly presented. In this week's show, we will talk about Ukrainian coffee shops. We will talk about someone who does not take security seriously, some jacking in your juice, and we wrap up with a company that refuses to negotiate with tourists. All this and more. Welcome to The Jarek Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Krohn. Timely topics, poorly presented. Yes, yes, yes. Timely topics, poorly presented indeed. But before we continue, let allow me to introduce my co-presenter, my co-host, uh, a, a man who talents whose talents actually knows no bounds whose wit is sharp and whose hair could teach rapunzel a thing or two please welcome eric crone how you doing i'm <laughs> doing pretty good did you say in the intro refuses to negotiate with tourists is, is that what you said in there? I said terrorists. I was trying to do the George Bush. <laughs> like, <laughs> we do not negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> it, it sounded like tourists. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Who no, doesn't want to negotiate with tourists, right? No, do not negotiate with tourists, especially, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it is good to be here for another week. Um, it's, uh, God, you know, we've been doing this for, for quite a while now. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? What, what episode number are we on? Do you know? I don't know. It's a oh. it's a hundred and something. I don't know, one hundred and twenty yeah. or someone else's job to keep up with this stuff, right? I mean, we don't keep track of that anymore like we did in the beginning. You know, we used no, to always do the episode number, but that that took away from our wonderful headlines, um, yes. especially on LinkedIn where it only allows a couple of characters. But no, we we've been doing this for quite some time, and and if you recall, this kicked off after RSA which is coming up in another, uh, not this weekend, but like two weeks from now, it's going to yeah. be RSA time. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, it's wow. That was a, that was a couple of years ago, man. That was, wow. That was three years ago then that wow. we did the, yeah. Wow. Wow. So, so I think we're picking up about four followers a year. Which, yes, yes. <laughs> which that, is... that's good. That's good. <laughs> okay, so before we turn, delve even more into the old men reminiscing right. about the good old days episode, let's jump into the first story we have today. So, Russian hackers target security cameras inside Ukrainian coffee shops, and I was like, "Wow, they still have coffee shops up and running in Ukraine, and they have CCTV cameras that are internet connected." all up and running. And I suppose, you know, it's it's a game. Like, I don't know the scale of the war in Ukraine. I don't know how many cities are actually, you know, untouched by war, so to speak, directly, like they haven't. But, um, but yeah, this is another one for the, um, the uh, sort of like a cyber meeting or, or being used in the kinetic realm. Because apparently they these camera footages are used to um, collect intelligence on who's passing through where. So you don't who needs a satellite up in the air when you can just like log on to these CCTV cameras or people's ring doorbells or what have you. If 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 that and then like see ah oh, there's General So and So walking, well you know being escorted through here and with with these this many tanks and this many jeeps and what have you. 
So I think it's a really interesting, interesting move where you're using civilian owned just infrastructure like poorly secured IoT stuff yeah. to actually help you with your intel gathering in, in times of war. So yeah. I think it's really interesting. What, what are your thoughts, Eric? You know, totally thought about IoT because, you know, we, we, we know that IoT is out there. We know that all this stuff is put in there. And, and frankly, the cameras, the, the technology behind cameras these days is getting pretty crazy. And I'll give you an example. I've seen this actually in uh, in some airports. I don't remember exactly which one, but also last night we went to a local baseball game. Uh, it was a, a pro game, the Tampa Bay Rays. And uh, they have this area where you can go buy drinks or whatever, right? But basically what you do is you scan your credit card going in and then there are cameras like every couple of feet above your head. They track everywhere you go. The, the like refrigerators and stuff where they keep the drinks tracks what you do. So you grab a couple of those and you just walk out the other side and it automatically charges you because it's tracking where you're going, what you're picking up and what you're taking with you all through the cameras and actually charging you for it. it it's pretty wild how far we've come with camera technology and what it can be used for. So I can see exactly why they would want to try to get into these IoT devices and something like this. No, you're absolutely right. It's like um, Ring, uh, um, the doorbells. Yeah. They've got this feature on it where like automatically recognize some faces so that it does a different action. And it also has like this package detection thing. So if it notices like there's an Amazon package there, it will notify you in, and it's like, you know, UPS, yeah. like through your package into the bushes or <laughs> So I have cameras around my house here and I use something on the back end called Blue Iris. Uh, it's the recording software and all that um, because I use these cameras that are that are known to maybe have backdoors or, or call home to China. Right. So they're on their own network with that recording device um, and everything stays off the Internet that way. But what's interesting is uh, even that software has an AI component that you can add that will identify dog, cat, car. Like it, it actually blocks stuff off and it can see stuff going by. And I haven't delved too much into it, but if I'm not mistaken, yeah, you can identify down to individuals. And maybe as somebody walks up to the front door, you see that it's a person, you want to turn on your outside lights if it's after dark, right? You can automate things based on what it's picking up, you know, but if it's a dog, you don't necessarily want to turn on your lights or if it's a car going by, right? So it's pretty interesting how far we've come with this stuff without even necessarily realizing just how advanced this stuff is, even in the consumer side. It is indeed. It is indeed. And I think we'll only see more and more of these kinds of things be as as the the uh, the research develops and people try more and more things and you can say like I can daisy chain certain things together, then it becomes quite you know the potential becomes quite quite huge. Yep, absolutely, I would agree with that. So normally, when a company gets breached, what's the first thing they say? Uh, it take. wasn't. It wasn't credit cards. We take, we take, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> we take security seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but we we've now got the anti story where oh, FTX, the FTX. Uh, crypto exchange uh, that imploded, yes, uh, last year in in like 
the most worst way possible. So there's a report and out and it saying their cybersecurity was hilariously, hilariously bad, bad, which kind of actually boils down to it was non-existent. The FTX group had no independent CISO, no employee with appropriate training or experience tasked with fulfilling the responsibilities of such a role, and no established processes for assessing cyber risk, implementing cyber security controls, or responding to cyber incidents in real time. As with critical controls in other areas, the FTX group grossly deprioritized and ignored cybersecurity controls a remarkable fact, given that, in essence, their entire business, assets, infrastructure, intellectual property, comprised, comprised of computer code and technology. Wow. If that's YOLO. That's, that's all I can think of, right? YOLO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, wow. How do you... We're talking billions of dollars and stuff in in what they had going on here and and just woefully inadequate and let's even think about this like the the crypto side of things these are not non-targeted people dealing mm -hmm. with crypto right it, it, yeah. of, of all the things out there that's like serious attacks against sim swapping and stuff like that it's the crypto goobers that end up being targeted by like some real stuff it's kind of crazy that they just went yeah we can save, you know, a few bucks by not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So they had no staff. They never used cold storage. Private keys were left unencrypted. They didn't use MFA and much more. You, you <laughs> know, it, it, it makes me think, though, if you are investing in crypto or, or something high value, okay, even like stocks, bonds, whatever, you know, you're, you're doing stuff with that or or what have you. How do you reach out to them? How do you have them prove their security? You just kind of assume that they have security in place. Like, I don't know that I would ever go to a crypto exchange and go, I would like to see your SOC 2 report, you know, yeah, or something. Yeah. You just you just assume certain things are in place. But maybe that time of assumption is over. Yeah, yeah. So the, the only way you can really do this is either you, you have to introduce some sort of regulation. So just like the the... The, 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 the banking industry is regulated as a whole. Otherwise, you're going to have any crypto bro just putting up like, hey, military-grade security here, folks. <laughs> military-grade. <laughs> We're going to do that again, right? <laughs> you say military-grade. <laughs> that always busts me up because being ex-military, my view of military-grade is like barely held, <laughs> held together. <laughs> it's a whole different story if you've been But it was held together, <laughs> which yeah, is completely well. not the case. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Oh, Lord have so, mercy. From, from one epic failure to, to another, uh, there's a public service <sighs> announcement that's been doing the rounds that public phone charging points are malware magnets. Bad actors are increasingly hijacking public charging points in airports and malls to infect devices with malware that can steal sensitive data. What a load of baloney. And yeah. this is put out by the FBI in Denver mm -hmm. and it's <sighs> so not to say that this doesn't work in theory. Yeah. But if you think about it, I find it difficult enough with a legit passport and visa and boarding pass to get into an airport as it is. 
for me or someone to break into an airport with cables and stuff, go to, and airports are probably like amongst the most heavily monitored areas out there. You go to these public charging points, you disassemble their thing, you put in your wires, and then you sit there connecting to it or have or you have to come back to it to retrieve the information why because now you've caught some random travelers shop shopping list and like you know that i'm going to i'm flying <laughs> exactly. to new york these are all the things i want to do their itinerary or, or what have you it just does not add up even not in airports though i don't think i've actually ever heard of this happening in the real world, and I actually used to do a slide on this um, years ago. Though I mean, this is years ago. I was doing a slide on this that said it's something to consider, right? And they have those things called USB condoms that remove the data cables from your uh, USB-A port. So it's just power, which is okay, but you can't fast charge that way. But ultimately, you know, after all these years of not seeing something happen... I just always feel like this is FUD. Yeah. Now, where I do think it's a little bit like I, I've seen this happen actually at a security conference. They had one of those tables set up where it was charge your phone here, you know, and your phone's half dead. So what do you do? You go plug it in. Well, these people were plugging in their phones at a security conference and then walking away to get in the line for the buffet out of line of sight and spending like 15 or 20 minutes getting through the buffet line. I mean, that's a bad practice, like yeah. leaving your device plugged in and just walking away from it for 20 minutes or so. That's just that's just a bad practice. And and that bothered me more than the potential for somebody to have broken in and, and put these whatever kinds of, you know, uh, juice jacket exactly. boxes behind it. So in theory, yeah, it, it can absolutely happen. And I think they even... At the Wall of Sheep at DEF CON one time, they had something set up at the Wall of Sheep and people would come plug in their phone. And, and even there, they were like, are you a fool? You're at the Wall of Sheep where we shame people <laughs> for doing stupid things on Wi-Fi and you're going to plug into a USB device yeah. at this table, right? Yes. That kind of stuff. I mean, it's good to be aware of it and to think about it a little bit and just consider potential threats. But I've been seeing this on the local news here. Like uh, on our six o'clock news, it's coming on. Yeah. They're talking about juice jacking. And this happens every couple of years. It seems to go through a cycle, but it's all FUD, folks. Like it if is. any of our viewers or listeners have actually seen this in the wild, I would love to know. Yeah. Yeah. And the the only time I think this has any value, if, if you're a high value individual, say like you're Tim Cook or you know, CEO of a massive company or something, then maybe, you know, I, I could imagine a movie like this where you're, 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 you're being rushed from your office into your waiting limo and someone like Margot Robbie comes, bumps against you, switches out your cable for their cable. So the next time you plug it in, they can track you or steal your company. Ass. Kind of like the only scenario I can imagine where something like this might be of concern, but then these people have close uh, close quarters protection and they're the yeah. people that normally get this source intel report say okay look out for this well and frankly i can see the cables being more of an issue uh, yeah. because they they have a bluetooth transmitter in it somebody could just be sitting across from you um trying to pull stuff off i, I could actually see that as more of an issue than a usb port 
stuck into a wall or something like that. You know, that's that to me is is where we're crossing that line into just being absolutely unrealistic and and really not a threat. But you know, there's a way to solve all of this, Jawad. Oh. Yeah, carry one of your own little freaking battery packs that you can get off Amazon for 20 bucks. If you need to charge, exactly. <laughs> I mean, really, come on. You know, if you're the if you're even if this is on your threat radar at all, there's a $20 solution for this whole problem and, you know, just keep that thing charged or plug a charger into that thing and charge it while your phone is plugged into the other side. Who cares at that point? You know, I'll tell you why I've got this battery pack on my desk, because my monitor and everything uses up all my PowerPoints and I'm too lazy to take my phone <laughs> two feet over there to plug it in over there. So I just charge it from my battery pack on my desk when I need to <sighs> see what are we efficiency people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. OK, so on to a good story. Uh, oh, Latitude, yeah. the, uh, uh, the the lender from down under. And uh, they they've had a, a rough time of their their attack, and like they they started to block new. Well, they were blocked from taking on new customers because they weren't there wasn't confidence in their systems were clean and what have you and what have you. But you know they they've done a good move here. They they yeah. it's a it's a Billy Big Balls move right here. Like you know they just said no, we we are not going to um, pay, pay the ransom. Yeah, pay the ransom. And I love that. And we got to give kudos to folks that stand up for this. I mean, this hurts when somebody does this. Um, I, I read a story recently. They said about 83% of, of impacted organizations end up paying the ransom or end up paying a ransom, which I'm like, ooh, that's, that's pretty big. But of that, um, some of the stats I saw, I want to say 52% of them said they got all of their data back or, or no, 52% of them lost at least some of their data um, when trying to decrypt and stuff like that. So it wasn't even like, doesn't even fix everything. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it was, it, I mean, the numbers were pretty high and it's, it's pretty brutal because yeah, even if you do pay the ransom, there's a real good chance you're not going to get everything back. And to their point here, what they said was, you know what? It was about the extortion piece, not about recovering. And they said, you know what? We're dealing with criminals here. And they they pinky swear that they're going to destroy our data. But there's no way to prove that they've no. destroyed the data or that they're not going to leak it in six months or a year or tomorrow out on the dark web. They said that would be the only reason we're paying. And, and there's really no reason to believe they would actually destroy the data they say they're going to destroy so kudos to them for going you know what no you know we're, we're just not playing this game and far too often we see you know you and i we we beat up the folks that do poor responses yep okay and actually we submitted a talk to uh to um uh besides las vegas about this yes. um but what not to do, you know, when you have something like this go on. But far too often we see organizations really doing a bad job and we call them out on it. I really wanted to point out somebody who's doing the right thing and, and you know, taking a stand and saying we're not going to do it. So kudos to you in the midst of all this crap for telling them to go pound sand. See, what the criminals could do is say, like, I know paying 
X million is tough. Why don't we set up a payment plan or a subscription service where <laughs> you just pay us like, <laughs> oh, for the love of all that's good, pay us a hundred dollars a month for the next five years. And like, you know, dude, I hate those because every once in a while they pop up on my phone. It's like, you've been billed, you know, whatever, $32 <laughs> for it. And I'm like, what, wait, what? Uh, oh, crap. It's too late. I know. You know, I know it I is hate too late. subscriptions. They are, they are. And I saw this, this really good piece on the Wall Street Journal about this. Um, if I just pull it up, uh, people, <laughs> people are sick and tired of their subscriptions. And yeah. then to continue reading, <laughs> choose an option below. Uh, yeah. I think that's something to subscribe. Up, Already a subscriber? Sign <laughs> yeah. People are sick of subscriptions, but you have to be a subscriber to read this. I love yeah. it. Yeah, that's very meta. So, like, you know, with that, I'd say, like, please like and subscribe to our channel and uh, leave your yeah. comments below. Um, if you see any good stories during the week that you think that would make sense for us to cover, email them to erick at nobefore.com and uh, we will get on them. I'd love to get in, in, you know, input from people out there, our listeners and stuff like that to, to cover some of those stories. Actually, I think that'd be a lot of fun. So yeah. send us some stuff you want us to cover. If it's cyber related, awesome. You know, that's what we look for. If it's ridiculous and cyber related, oh, we will come up with something to say, you know, about it. it, it yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. love to see cool. some of this. All right, then. On that note, uh, thank you very much, everyone. And uh, thank you, Eric. And uh, with that, we'll see you again next week. 